Welcome to season two of Black on Shelf, a podcast championing black and brown entrepreneurs with products on the digital and physical shelves. We engage entrepreneurs and supporters through inspired storytelling, relevant resource sharing, and community engagement. Okay, Black on Shelf community, that's you. You are the mighty boss fam. You're bigger and literally stronger, and I'm definitely excited to grow together. I'm your host, Tanaj Ferguson. This is Black on Shelf. All right, let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. We are speaking with Brianna Arps of Mudo. If you didn't know, that's the pronunciation. Mudo feels so fancy saying it, but Mudo <laughs> is a clean luxury fragrance brand designed to haunt how you feel. We're going to get into all that, that means. And so excited to have you, Brianna, on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream. I love it. I really appreciate it. Of course. We are here for people just like you. So super happy we get to drop in on your experience and hear more about you, hear more about the brand. So why don't we start at your background? We got to talk a little bit about it before the podcast. And I've been following Brianna, understanding that she is already in marketing. She has this great background in beauty already. And she's really brought all these things together. We'll hear directly from Brianna on sort of how you got here. Tell us about your background. It's been a wild, wild ride. Let me just start by saying I never thought that I would be in this position doing this wonderful thing that is Mado. But, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we, we really got our start. Well, I'll say I really got my start back in 2013, 2014. I've been working um, as a beauty marketer. You know, I had internships in college that kind of transpired, you know, kind of transcended into after college and whatnot. So I've always been in the beauty world, have a background in journalism, got my degree at the University of Missouri and and started my career in editorial. So just from the onslaught, I I feel like I've seen a lot of different things, but what led me to Mado really was being laid off from my corporate career um, Mm -hmm. as a journalist. So back in 2018, October, 2018, um, I was laid off unexpectedly, randomly just out of the blue alongside a, a a few dozen other people. And my role just ended what I knew, you know, the glamorous New York City living, mm-hmm. the fancy, you know, the fancy lifestyle that I, I was used to kind of just ended. And I found myself like in a deep depression during that time, you know, to have the rub pulled up under you, uh, under me was just really difficult. And during my time of looking for uh, new employment, I really leaned into what I'm calling my self-care rituals, you know, things that just made mm-hmm. me feel all right. Things that made me feel like I was still worthy of giving myself a shot of getting up, getting dressed, going on a job interview, taking those calls when, you know, anyone who's been laid off or fired or whatever the case may be, you know, that it's a very demoralizing process Mm -hmm. of, okay, now I have to prove myself again. And it's, it'd be a very daunting process. So in my anxiety and depression ridden state, I really lean heavily on my beauty rituals Mm-hmm. And in particular, fragrance. There's just something so unique and special about scent and how it can influence our moods, trigger good thoughts. Um, and I just really leaned into it. I have a very large collection of fragrance and I started wearing it even more so, even on the days when I didn't really want to get dressed. I knew I was going to take that shower and I was going to spritz on my perfume and feel good. And, you know, about I don't know, about a month or so within me being laid off, I really, you know, me being the marketer in the background, I'm like, what is going on with this fragrance connection, the scientific connection between scent 
memories, emotions. And I'm like, this is really cool stuff. Like, this is awesome. I mean, I had nothing but time to research (laughs) this. And in my research, I really discovered that there aren't a lot of brands, uh, existing legacy or new, really talking about that scientific connection for one. And then two, there's just a, there's a substantial lack of black founders or black women in this particular space. And it's upsetting. And me being the type A person that I am, the person who's, you know, always down for a challenge, you know, again, I had a lot of spare time. (laughs) I decided, you know, I'm going to do it. And I haven't looked back uh, since. So it's been a three-year journey to launch and uh, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. I, I love that story of, you know, you taking something that could be such a failure moment that takes a long time to recover from for many people, right? This is about you having to literally build back your confidence, your esteem, your worth, your awareness that you you can do a great job and who knows what the reasons were, but all of it ultimately in your actual world, it was meant to lead you to this, right? So if if those, if that's the circumstances that had to happen today, you're super grateful that it did right now you have this full circle moment. What Absolutely. would you say to someone who, you know, we are backing out of a pandemic. There are people that still are without work or don't love their role. Remembering where you were then, what would you say to the boss fam? Who's really trying to figure out that, that worth piece of it, trying to figure out, Hey, is what I'm doing valuable? Um, do I have a shot? Can, you know, what does that look like for me? whether they lost a job or just don't feel like they're in the right space, what would you say to them to, to help them get out of that moment like you were able to do? Yeah, I would, I would really, you know, it starts with, um, it's hard and it's easy to say it now, but to try your hardest not to internalize this moment of perceived failure, like really try hard not to equate that with your value because you are valuable. This life circumstance may have happened, whether it's out the blue or maybe you knew something was coming or whatever. This life circumstance is here for you to propel you into a greater dimension that you can't even quite see right now. But trust me, you know, and I'm speaking to this person, whoever is watching mm-hmm. or listening, will be that it gets better and that you are worthy and you are worth it. And this is a lesson or a launching pad, if you will, to something far greater than, than what you could see right now. And like repeating those types of affirmations to myself um, every day, um, aside from just, you know, my self-care beauty rituals, like that is what helped me not get back on a track, but find a track that would work for me in that moment when I didn't have anything to fall back on. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice. I'm, I'm glad you were able to share that with us. I think another thing that really speaks to me out of your story is you found a category and realized, man, I don't even know if I can do this. This is expensive. There's not a lot of knowledge about it. Am I going to, I see the opportunity, but is it, no one's done it because it's too hard to crack. Yeah. You know, all of these thoughts probably went through your head. Talk to me about sort of what what's the process for you to figure out, is this really something viable for you? And how you shifted your mindset to say, yeah, I'm going to take this on, take this head on. I think I could actually do it. Talk to us about what went on for you trying to figure out fragrance and how you equipped yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think anyone with a great idea, you know, it starts with that market fit. And the fact that I just couldn't find my vision out there, that it wasn't something that existed. Like it just has to be done. Everything, every great brand or, you know, think Apple or whatever, think all of the great brands, like the founders and the owners and and the, the thought leaders behind these great brands, they all started with this problem. And so, you know, 
I, I just started there, you know, from, and then from there, you know, I am fortunate and I will say fortunate because I understand that not everyone has had or has the access to mentors or access to um, colleagues or access to founders, my founder network that I currently have. I understand that's a privilege, but being able to tap into people that I've met over the course of seven, eight years, that has been such a blessing. Now, mind you, no one was in the fragrance world, but each of them had something valuable that they could offer me to inspire me to keep going, to keep digging, to keep finding. And, you know, I, I you know, YouTube University taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, Google taught me a lot. I happened to come across um, an online institution for aromatic studies that I leaned into. They offered a free course. They had suggested reading lists. So, you know, I really dug deep into what I could find, you know, from the bat, from the advice of the mentors and my founder network and just people that I've met, you know, and, and that's just how I got started. And when you're passionate about something, you'll spend the time. Absolutely. And, you know, it, there days went on where I'm like, wow, I've really been staring at this computer for days on end or, oh, wow, like I've really been invested in this. And once that ball started rolling, I just couldn't look back, you know, yeah. aside from that the financial commitment, I had already invested a lot. Mind you, I started while I was living on unemployment since I lost my job. Right. I was on unemployment and I ended up depleting my savings working on Mado. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got to a point where I'm like, well, I can't turn back aside from what I've learned and, you know, mm-hmm. the money that I've spent. So I really hit ahead, you know, where I'm like, you know what, you got to keep going or you got to keep but, going. Yeah. So even was Mudo, Mudo your last well, that the job you got laid off from, was that your last job before Mudo? No. So from there, mm-hmm. I, I did go uh, on to work for another amazing company, another Black-owned company that is in pretty great retailers out there. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all will know this company. If you know me or if you do a digging online, you'll know what the company is. Oh, yeah. About. But mm-hmm. I did go on to work in marketing as a marketing manager for that company for about mm-hmm. a year, a year and a half or so. And I learned a lot. So aside from okay. living on unemployment, okay, and then securing employment from a freelance yeah. kind of perspective, and then eventually going full time with that company, mm-hmm. all in the back end, I was still working on Mado. I was still saving, you know, finding resources, you know, applying myself to Mado while still working a corporate job. So yeah, I, that corporate job, oh God, invaluable as far as experience. I worked my first few trade shows at BeautyCon. You know, I, I did a lot of things. I touched a lot of points in that business that made me understand some of the things in which I'm going through now. I understand yes. it a little bit more. So no, editorial was not my last corporate job. I did go on yeah. into beauty. Yes. Um, now I'm in corporate as well. Still. Yes, that's right. So one of the things about your, and I'm glad you brought that full circle, because one of the things you got the layoff, it took some time, you, you got back in. Some people might sort of forget the vision, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, finally got the job. What were you doing during this time? You were working, but how did you make sure you say, I'm doing this, but I'm doing this for a reason. And there's sort of an expiration date. Maybe don't know what it is yet, but you still kept those plans for yourself for the future. You knew you'd come back to this somehow. What was going on in your head there? And what advice could you give to folks who they have to do some other things, whether it's growth, more knowledge, more resources? How do they still keep that flame, that fire going on for for what they need to do in the background while still honoring whatever they're doing to move forward? For sure. Um, You know, for me, 
I really leaned on the notion that I'm never going to have anyone ever pull a rug up under me ever again. Like it took that a part. chip on my shoulder, a real big chip on my shoulder for me to say like, this will never happen again. And so in working for others, which I, I still get, I still gladly do, you know, I, I'm happy to have a dual career at the moment because not only does it pay my bills and help with funding Mado, I'm still learning. And I feel like I'm still contributing to something greater than me. So like that has always been my core, at least being mm-hmm. able to contribute to something that's greater and bigger than me. But, mm-hmm. but again, Bado is mine. That is my baby. No one's ever going to tell me I can't do it anymore. Now, mind you, that may happen, investors, whatever. But right, right now, this is 100% mine. And, and, mm-hmm. and that was my, you know, goal. At the end of the at the end of the 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 road or at the end of the light at the end of the tunnel was this is my baby and no one will be ever be able to take it away from me. I know if I work hard, I'll be able to get to a point where we've launched, et cetera. But yeah, I, I was operating with a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> I yeah, I feel you. So we're we're talking to you at a time where you're you've been on the market for about three weeks and we're talking about things that happened in 2018. So your story is one of persistence. You really have recognized that it was going to be the slow churn for you. You were going to be um, the person that's going to be slow and steady to win the race in this case. <laughs> what did that feel like? And at what points did you want to, you, I'm sure you had those moments where you wanted to give up. What were you, what were you, were you telling yourself? Were you able to envision this period of time where you knew you would get the results you were looking for? Yeah, it's been, there's been some hard times. You know, the idea came back in 2018 and almost immediately we ran into hurdles, you know, before Mudo, not a lot of people know this, but we were a company that had formed uh, Moody Beauty. So we were something totally different. And I had spent a lot of money on design. I had hired someone and like we were building this brand. Come to find out one of my lawyers had mentioned, you're never going to be able to get a trademark for this. Mm-hmm. Like Brianna, someone filed for the trademark two weeks ago. They beat me out by two weeks. And that was a devastating moment. And I could have quit then. But I was like, you know what? No, 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 no. We're going to do this. We have to change the name. I cried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I came up with Mado two days later and boom, we just (laughs) just moved on. So from there, that was back in 2019, formally established the business at the end of 2019. We were supposed to launch in 2020. And then this thing called COVID-19 came, right? (laughs) And that COVID really brought me back to a depressive state, you know, mm-hmm. being uh, in close quarters. I was still living with a roommate up in New York at that time, being yeah. in such close quarters, just no feeling freedom. like my world was caving in. It just wasn't a t- right time to launch a business. I wasn't even mentally there, let alone the supply chain issues and all of the wonky stuff that happened in 2020. It just wasn't the right time. Fast forward to 2021, you know, I could have quit. I could have, I could have stopped, but, um, my grandfather passed in 2021, uh, in July, he had known about Mado and I promised him that this is something that we're going to do. And in his passing, it was like, my jets were refired up Yeah. and October came around and we had an opportunity that we were applying for. And I had to have launched by October. And I was like, Oh, September. Well, we're going to launch October 1st. And so we launched October 1st. It's been three months and a week or so. And, you know, the story has truly been a one of persistence, but it's like every little moment, turning point that I had in which I could have quit, I just remembered 
one, that rug up under me, no one's going to be able to pull it. Two, Mm -hmm. the amount of money I've spent, which has been in the thousands by this point, like double digit thousands. And three, something in my heart just told me, you got to keep on moving. Mm -hmm. This isn't it for you. Yeah. You have a purpose. You mm-hmm. have a, of a, you have a mind that is, that has a gift that others need to receive. I am, I do believe in God. I know a lot of people yeah. don't, but that I truly felt like that, that voice inside of me was, was a greater calling for me to keep on going no matter, yeah. you know, no matter what I couldn't see or whatever obstacle would come. I knew that if I just kept on going and that I honored that voice that was calling me to do this, you know, great, great things could happen. And and we are, you know, we're small, but we are successful and success is something that I've defined for myself, which is something that I would encourage people to do for themselves too. In their Yeah. Journey. Yeah. Cause you know, if you had the world's definition of success, when you have those low point moments, it would be really hard for you to know that it can still, you still have it right. And that yeah. you're just in process. Yeah. I, I believe in God, in God too. And I think he really does give you a purpose on your heart and and make sure the right things come at the right moment so that you're yes. never so devastated that you can't see the light. And even if you have one of those moments, they're, they're followed by a process that helps you get yeah. out, out of that. And then you're able to really speak to yourself in a different low point and kind of experience it differently. I totally believe that. So with Mudo, you started off with Moody Beauty. Did it have the same concept? Was it a fragrance or what is, was it a makeup? Talk to us about how you arrived at clean luxury fragrance. And then we're going to break that down and what exactly that means for folks. Good old Moody Beauty. So yes, it was always (laughs) intended to be a fragrance. I tapped on beauty because I wasn't quite sure if I would want to expand in the future. And I've just, you know, have read about and witnessed brands that sometimes pigeonhole themselves by their moniker or whatever their name that they go by. And it can sometimes be hard to change. And so I thought of this all encompassing name and then, yeah, that wasn't it. But now yeah. that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. And, and Mudo, the name was an accident and then it just made sense, you know, as far as like <laughs> moods and, and, and vibes and then, oh, with like eau de perfume and like whatever. So it just like made better sense. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> moody beauty. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? You gotta laugh at like kind of the process and what you what you yeah. the ideas and the, and the yeah. concepts you go through just to get to the real thing. But when you yeah. when you stumble on it, you know it, right? Yeah, like, I just there's do. something about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, clean luxury fragrance has always been a thing for me. You know, as a marketer yourself, you know that oftentimes products marketed towards Black women or Black people in general are just chock full of just crap, mm-hmm. pardon my language, but they're just not that great for you. They, you know, chock full of the endocrine disruptors, just yeah. the keys. Like, why is that so? And so, you know, it's really my core belief that everyone, especially Black women, Black people, Black anyone, is, they are deserving of clean luxury beauty. That is at the core. Like everyone is deserving of that. And then everyone also is deserving of scents or products that help them and encourage them to flaunt how they feel. And when I say mm-hmm. flaunt how you feel, I mean, if you want to wake up and you feel like you're that girl and you want to put that 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 vibe out to the world, you deserve that. Or if you want to harness that vibe and manifest that vibe within yourself, which is another aspect of the fragrance industry that we don't really talk about what we can mm-hmm. manifest within ourselves versus attracting mm-hmm. outward. Yeah. You can, we, we have a scent for that. Or mm-hmm. if you're waking up and you're like, I don't really feel it today. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. 
you know, we're bringing the, 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 the validation that generation millennial millennials and Gen Zers are earning, yearning for like, not mm-hmm. everything has to be okay all the dang on time. And if you want to talk about it, let's, let's talk about it. So yeah. you know, those are our core pillars at Mado, just leaning in on the fragrance, but that's, that's what our, that's what our motto and mission is all about. Yeah. I think that's such a big thing. And you, you've been acclaimed for really doing fragrance differently from, from a number of outlets within your beauty space. You know, that must also feel good to have some folks in your, in your pair space really recognize what you are doing. I think hearing about clean luxury beauty when it comes to fragrance and recognizing that, okay, if you really break down most fragrance bottles, you can't really tell what's on it. That's like not the point, right? That, like, that's not what they're trying to zoom you in with nutrition. They're always trying to pull out the good stuff with fragrance. It's all about the aspirational, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is really saying, hey, you don't want the dyes. Hey, and by the way, maybe you didn't know they existed. There's dyes, there's alcohol, there's water. Maybe you don't want that. And perhaps there is another way. Talk to us about how you stumble upon recognizing that maybe these are not the greatest things. I think there is a better way. And I want Mudo to embody that. Tell me about that process of doing it differently, basically. Definitely. So with, with starting with the whole alcohol thing, ironically, even though our name is Mudo and we, we reference it's a play on the Eau de Parfume, like alcohol within fragrance does serve a purpose. It does yeah. help with extending the wear of the scent. So when you walk in, you're like, dang, who's that? Who smells like that? That's the alcohol in the perfume that's doing that. Right. But when you really break it down from like a skincare perspective, it's not really doing anything for your skin. And a lot of people find irritation with certain perfumes with the harshness of alcohol and the harshness of other ingredients that you may find in your perfume. And I'm a firm believer that you can have fragrance and skincare together. Like oftentimes in the beauty world, we don't really talk about that. Like, oh, it's a fragrance-free skincare. It's it's great for you. But you can do both of them responsibly. You can do them in a way that is non-irritating or you can do it in a way that just makes sense. And for me, I'm all about a dual purpose girl. So if I'm going to spend X amount of money on fragrance, it needs to perform for me, one, but it also needs to do a little something else for me. And so that's where the skincare element, you know, got into play. And, you know, we're proud to have ingredients like apricot seed oil, grape seed oil, we're metal foam seed oil. We're happy to have those ingredients in our formulation that not only help to lock in moisture, right, Mm -hmm. on the skin, but also help with making sure that scent sticks and lock that making sure that it sticks and that it's locked on the skin. So yeah, we did a lot of research. Well, we, meaning me, did a lot of research. <laughs> She's manifesting this team. Come on, team. Please no, mark this yes. thing. 2022, it's all about we. Y'all are, y'all are coming <laughs> to look yes. out soon. Soon. To tea. Yes. <laughs> She's a team uh, player. Look at that. You know what? Yes. Uh, you know, I really, I thought about it a lot and, you know, did a lot of research on like, you know, what these ingredients can do for skin. And so it, it was a no brainer for me to include them as far as the dyes. Okay, cool. Like no one's, pay- I, I mean, I'm not necessarily picking up a fragrance and saying, wow, this is pink and I really want it. Like, that's just not my vibe per se. So we are like, you know, we don't need those. And then, you know, all the ickies don't need that either. So Water is a filler oftentimes in fragrance, not necessarily needed. Um, so we just took all that stuff that you don't necessarily need and, and, and made a, something that we perceive as is better for, yeah. for not only 
you and I or the consumer, but for the world, you know, being a little bit more sustainable and, and whatnot. Boss fam. Okay, I can't wait. I've got a boss win to share with you. Brianna Arps is the founder of Mudo, the clean luxury fragrance brand. And Mudo just became the first Black-owned fragrance brand to launch at Cradle Beauty. This is such big news. This is so important. We are so excited for Mudo. Take out your phone, search Cradle, and check out Mudo. The fragrance launch there is worthy. The signature fragrance of Mudo. It is toxin-free, okay? If you've listened or watched the not so pretty documentary you already know why clean fragrance is so important check out mudo at cradle beauty and show some love from the boss fam code clean 10 gets you 10 percent off if this is your first time shopping there so excited for mudo congratulations brianna so i'm, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking how do you go from being a marketer to being basically a little bit of a chemist <laughs> yes oh my gosh so with my is there a word for fragrance Perfumer. I, I perfumer. call myself a perfumer. Okay, perfumer. Yes. Okay. Oh, a fragrance designer. Designer. I like to say. Okay. You know, YouTube University t- did teach me a lot, but that's not all. You know, I did come across an institution, School for Aromatic Studies, which is online and they do offer a free course in which it is the intro to all things aromatherapy. It is the intro to all things essential oils and like starting out with formulating a natural product. It is, it is, it's a great resource for anyone who's looking to kind of get their start. And then from there, they do have paid courses. So you can actually become a certified aromatherapist and, and, you know, certified perfumer in that way. And that's what I'm studying to become. I want to be a, um, a certified aromatherapist because I want there to be validity behind what I'm saying, not just from what I'm researching. So, you know, it is a jump, but I, I do think that, you know, everything and as it relates to me and Mado is a jump really. I've mm-hmm. I've had a lot of different yeah. roles. You know, I've been a journalist, I've been a marketer, I've been a, you know, I've done a lot of different things. And I, you know, back to the full circle moment, I do think they all tie together and I, I think they led me here for a reason. So, you know, that's kind of my journey. But I yeah. am I am in school. It's nice to be back in school again. It's a little yeah. stressful, but it's nice. Yeah. And that is really great that you recognize, hey, I had, you know, I had this idea, but there's for me, I want some extra information. I want that validity. I want also, you love the space, right? You want to yeah. learn. So this is your way of honoring that part of how you elevate yourself and saying, I have to learn. What advice would you give to those who, whatever they're in is not necessarily their natural domain and recognizing that they may have to invest. What, what's your philosophy around being able to invest in yourself as an entrepreneur balance with maybe yeah. not doing everything yourself, right? Like you went the route of making it and learning a little bit, but there, another route might have been, hey, I'm going to hire someone completely to do yeah. all of it. They, yeah. and these are choices, right? There's no right or yeah. wrong way. They're just choices. What's your philosophy on this? Yeah, you know, event. You know, for me, I'm the type of person who I may not be an expert in everything, but I do want to know a little bit about everything, mm-hmm. um, so that I'm educated, and then also so that I can relay that information to anyone who asks me. You know, I want to be knowledgeable about that. So for me, it started with I want to get my hands in it. Now, you know, I did formulate. Um, the early, early version of our debut scent worthy at home. I did start with the oils. You know, I went to Whole Foods. I sat and was a mini chemist at home. And then eventually we did take that product to a lab. So I haven't done everything by myself, um, but I did want to make sure that I did learn all of the different arenas in which I'll, the business touches. But, you know, to circle back on the advice component, you know, I really you know, I would say first, rely on those transferable skills. Like there's a lot of 
skills that apply across industries that when you really sit down and think about it, you may come to terms with it and say, you know what, I'm more knowledgeable. I'm more ready and knowledgeable than I have ever thought I was. I may have not gone to school for it, but because I'm a writer and I know how to form a story, I know how to then tell the story of my brand. So I'm also a marketer, right? So there's a lot of different ways in which you can lean into those transferable skills. So that's that's my first piece of advice. And then two, which is something that I'm, I'm working on is delegation. While it's great to learn and want to have your hands in everything, like kind of like how I am, I got to a point where I had to delegate because it just made sense to curb stagnation, but also to allow the business to grow in the way that I see it to grow, you know, and, you know, that meant splitting up tasks, but that the first thing is recognizing that you're probably more qualified than you think. Mm-hmm. Don't doubt yourself. And then right. lean into that and, and find ways in which that can work for your business. Um, and then move on to delegation and then move on to, you know, other, you know, maybe leadership. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Partnership, all of those yep. other things. I think that's such good advice. So one of the other things around your story, so you develop that you're now here three years later, you went through this whole entire process, really recognizing that it takes time, but that also gave you time to do the right thing, to, to build up your, your equity within the space, your brand, right? Your awareness. What you did out of that was advocacy. You said, hey, I don't want it to be this difficult for other women to come through in fragrance. And you developed Black Girls in Fragrance, this organization. Talk to us about how that came to be and why you think that's so important. Yeah, you know, when the idea from Ado. Uh, formerly Moody Beauty came to me in 2018. I did rely on a founder network, right? But I know founders in nail care, hair care, beauty care, skin care, don't know anybody in fragrance. <laughs> and that was uh, very disheartening for me. If It was very isolating. And it's 2022. People are starting businesses left and right. The barriers to entry into whatever world you want to get into barely exists, right? There's some, but right. You can do anything. Mm -hmm. And with that, I want people to be able to search online and find a place, a space for them to one, feel seen, but also to feel heard and and have their concerns answered. And then also to, to get a little, get a little change out of it, like get a, get a month, get some money out of it, you know? And that's all of what black and fragrance is about. We have some grants that we will be announcing soon. Mm -hmm. Now these grants came from sales of some limited edition merch on Mado's site, but then also I've matched money out of my pocket. So we were ah, actually- <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> you know, I, I matched some money out of my own pocket. And, you know, we were supposed to formally launch it in October. I took some time to raise a little bit more money for it so that these little mini grants are, they do feel a little bit more substantial. So we will be announcing them shortly, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to offer someone a check it may not be a lot, but I want to offer someone a check and say, I see you. Like you might not have even launched yet, or you just, this might just be an idea, but I see you. Because also in my search for getting Mado off the ground, or just my search for, you know, mentorship and capital, there's a lot of grants out here or just opportunities for businesses that are already established. But what about the businesses who are still in that idea, ideation, prototype phase? There's less resources for people like that. And when it comes to those in fragrance, sometimes you just have to start with the idea. Like you need money to formulate. You need money to do all of these things. So to shut people down at the onset of just having an idea without giving them the, the resources to do something with that idea, that's stupid. 
That's not, that's not, that's not what we're here for. It's 2022. And with Black and Fragrance, that's the goal and the mission is to offer the access to the mentorship, the resources and the capital, the whatever mm-hmm. I got, they got. Right. That's the goal with it. And, and I'm excited to roll it out and flush it out a little bit more as the, the months go on in 2022. But keep a lookout for it. Absolutely. We'll definitely highlight it and make sure our folks see who might be interested. Yeah. So you saw this need. You did this advocacy work here. Um, you also had your own funding needs. We were talking about all these different needs. What has been your process up to now to be able to, whether it's using your own funds or being able to tap into an angel network or anything like that? What has been your experience with being able to secure funding? Yeah, a lot of this has been bootstrapped. I've gone into debt building my dough. Am I proud about that? It's not, it's not glamorous. I don't think I'm boasting about it, but you know, it just proves that this is how passionate I am. I'm willing to spend my mm-hmm. last on it. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, we have won a grant or two. Okay. Yes. We have participated in some pitch competition. Yes. I've been a winner of some, you know, which has been amazing. You know, it's been awesome to have people in the industry or just my peers say, I see you and I support Tower you. Power 28. Let's, let's list them off for the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We did participate in the second annual Tower 28 Clean Beauty Summer School. We did do that. It was like, a, how long was that program? It had to be like eight weeks. It was long, but it was amazing. It was the yeah. best thing that I needed at that particular time. Introduced me to amazing cohort of people, amazing, you know, resources, a, a new network that I didn't have. That was amazing, you know. And we, great that you were able to do it without having a finished product, right? Yes. And that was amazing too. And I, anyone who may be listening, watching, whatever, who's considering doing some sort of programming to help people like myself, please be open to accepting applications or cohorts who are, have not launched yet. Because it goes back to, especially for fragrance, sometimes you just have to have the idea. Sometimes Some businesses cost way more than others to get off the ground. Like yeah. it's, it's, that's just reality. So don't shut people out. Please be uh, open to, to accepting people who have great ideas and believe in them. And that's exactly what Tower 28, Amy, I love Amy with like all of my heart. She has believed in me since we've met and, you know, continues to believe in me. And so I'm forever indebted to Tower 28. We uh, participated in uh, New Voices programming. If yes. you are listening and you do not know New Voices, please get you better in- find out. You know, we, we love them here. We love them around here. <laughs> yes. And that's, you know, they actually are, are the providers of, uh, were the providers of our largest grant. Uh, we won a pitch competition uh, that they did in partnership with Pull Up for Change with Sharon Shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in partnership with Essence during the Essence Festival last year, virtually. Right. Um, so that was our biggest grant. So opportunities to, to, to those networks have been invaluable. There's been countless others that we've applied for and, and whatnot. But I also want to say we've, we've been told no a lot. And that's okay. And that's okay. It may sting. It, it might have stung or whatever. But all of it is fuel and motivation to keep going. It's not a no. It's a not right now, maybe. Right? Yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't mean that you're, when you're told no. It doesn't mean that your idea is stupid or invalid or that your business is, has no fit, no market fit, or, you know, whatever the case may be, or whatever you may have heard at that time, that doesn't mean that keep going. And, you know, if I wouldn't have kept going after the many no's I heard at the early on, we would not even be sitting here today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's that. That's that. Yeah. Right. And I, I even think, you know, I'm seeing some parallels here, you know, you're, when you got that first 
confusing moment of being laid off. And that ultimate, basically was the ultimate no, right? Like not specifically to you, but just kind of that period of time felt like an ultimate no in your life. But you managing through that period of being able to secure another opportunity, that's again, where you build that grit and that resilience, which you need as an entrepreneur. It makes these other no's a little bit easier because you're like, no, I'm going to keep going. The right thing is going to come to me and you keep putting forth your best foot. That always works when you multiply that patience and hard work together. That works. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, and this is outside of Mado as well, but like, I've, I've always had moments in my life where maybe I've got just a little too comfortable. Maybe you're being told no, because you're too comfortable. Maybe there's a reason why this is not your season. Maybe there's a reason that you need to sit and think about and be honest with yourself about. And for me, that that staying in that particular role at that particular time was not aiding my growth anymore. I had already done a lot of things in that role. I had already, you know, reached that milestone out of college. That's what I wanted to do was become an editor. I did yeah. that. And so I think, you know, when I sit back and I really reflect on that time in my life, it was just time. So, yeah. you know, it was just time. So in hearing no, like there's, there's always a greater purpose behind it. Always. Even if you can't see it. And now that I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you about it today, it's like a light bulb moment. It's like, okay, yeah, that just wasn't it for me. Yeah. Sister Brianna is preaching. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I try to just be honest because Mm -hmm. there's so much out here in this world to see that isn't honest. We're living in the age of social media where it's like you're watching someone's highlight reel of their life and you're scrolling and it's so easy to internalize that and feel so down and like whatever, but it's like a little bit of honesty is it can, it can take someone a long way. And like, that's all I want to do is just be honest about where I've been and where I want to go. And that right there is why we're always going to love Mudo and really whatever <laughs> Brianna put her fingers on, right? Oh. That, you can't replicate that. Um, so as we talk about some of these things, we did go through some of your milestones. I would even say one of the milestones for you were, was your grandfather passing away, right? And you continue to make this a thread and what you do, I often see on your page for Roy. Yeah. It's so sweet and so beautiful that, you know, you really are. He is a big motivator for you keeping it pushing forward. And when the good news comes, you know, he would be proud when the bad days come, you know, he would provide that encouragement. So that that's probably one of the one of the ones there that was sort of milestone in the story in that it was this big trigger to to double down. What are some of the other milestones would you say have happened for the business? Um, And then we'll talk about some of the things coming up that we can all look forward to and support you in. Yeah. As far as milestones, you know, we we're at three months, right? I mean, (laughs) after three years to be (laughs) three months means a lot to me, like a lot, you know, as far as like numbers go, you know, our side traffic is insane. We're over 10,000 sessions. Like it's insane, you know, monetary wise, as far as like sales go, we've, We've reached, I don't know if I should share, I don't know, but we've reached every little, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yes. We've hit those, we've hit those milestones. You know, we're having conversations with people that I never would have thought that we would be ever having, having these conversations. So a lot of the things that, uh, that I would count as milestones, hopefully come to fruition in, in a way that I'm able to share, or I'm able to be transparent about, but We've done a lot of great things. We're, we're moving product, you know, we're learning, we're, we're ordering more, we're making more, we've sold out twice, we're bringing it back. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's been many, many milestones that people might've seen on social media, but I'm excited to hopefully be able to share more 
mm-hmm. on social soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will be here for support. Um, for for Mudo, when you talk about milestones, you know, it's it's the soft stuff and it's these highlight um quantitative yeah. things, the numbers yeah. you're talking about. It's you know, you being able to get that first product. What was it like having that that product that's more like the one today? So mm-hmm. you know we've made that first one in your kitchen, yeah. but you've since kind of refined your your from a prototype to, yeah. to this full product. What was that moment like when you're like, yeah, this is what I wanted? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Sometimes I it doesn't even feel real. Sometimes I'm like, nah, that's not a real product. Nah, but no, it's literally like, wow. <laughs> like I still have moments where I have to kind of like slap myself a little bit back in the reality. Like, Brianna, this is your reality. And I I never want to lose that feeling. I never want to get to a jaded state where I'm expected or I expect things of myself or of my business. I never want to lose these moments where I'm humbled in the fact that like this was an idea not too long ago. And now it's mm-hmm. some, now it's my reality and also someone else's. Someone else can pick this up and, and spray it on them and walk out the door feeling and smelling worthy. Like I never want to lose the, the joy in that. And I always tell people if I never sell another anything... No one will be able to take that away from me. And that I will forever be proud about, you know, have, watching my grandma use oh Worthy for the first time. Like I, I fought so hard to keep it together. You know, it, it, even my grandpa, the, the, he didn't get to see the final product in, in, in its current state, but he did get to smell Worthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom sent me a text message photo of him actually smelling Worthy. So that will always live for me. That's actually like my first milestone. Having those yeah. who, who who love me and who have been watching me grind smell the product. Like that's a milestone I'll never forget. But these are all things that I I, I always want to remember and I always want to stay humble about it all. And you know, those are the things that keep me going when I'm like, dang. I don't know what I'm doing today. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that happens, right? And I I, I love your transparency for that. You know, something that shows me you're such a great writer because in a lot of ways, like you, the world would never know this is week three because yeah. Mudo has been on people's mouths, brains, top of mind for over a year. You know, yeah. like you've had press, like you are a legit editor writer because the connects are real there. And you, you use that part of what you do know and said, you know what? I may not have product today, but you're going to know this is coming right about this. It's coming, right? I love that. I admire that so much that you were able to really say, I'm an editor. This is what I know well. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm in the conversations. As a marketer, you know, that is just as valuable as having the product out, right? Yeah. Making sure there is demand ahead of the product being oh, for there. Sure. For sure, you know. Aside from just thinking from a marketing brain, like me sharing on my personal social media before, you know, Mado's account really kind of became the main thing in which I share on my community. They keep me accountable. Like, <laughs> they'll remind, Brian, remember that thing you posted? Like, are you still doing that? Or like, that's been on my mind. Or like, let's talk about that. Or people will keep me in check. And, you know, aside from just building buzz or just being on people's brains, like that was really my main motivation. Like y'all keep me accountable, being a a dreamer or type A person. Like I all, I have a lot of ideas up here and I try to work on only one at a time. But when, when I share them with people, you know, there's some sense of accountability that you won't get when you don't share. And to someone who's like, I don't want to share it yet. Oh, it's not ready yet. Like, don't worry about that. Talk about it, share it, 
get mm-hmm. feedback because the worst thing that you can do, and I'm putting back on my marketer hat is the worst thing you can do is create a product that nobody wants. Hey, exactly. <laughs> you're going to waste your time, your money, your energy. You're going to feel disappointment, like save yourself that talk about your goals, talk about your dreams and watch them happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe in that too. You know, and I think that does take a minute because first people are like, like scared. Like what if someone yeah. takes it? They won't. <laughs> no, of course, like don't yourself. tell the wrong people, protect yourself. Don't tell yeah. the wrong people. I'm not saying tell the whole internet, everything you're yeah. doing. Yes. Yeah. But there should be some trust with you that you have and certainly do the things. Get a trademark, get your domains, these key oh, yeah. things. Remember your story with Moody. It was already yes. filed. So those are the things you could do yeah. before you spread it broadly as yeah. a protection note. But in general, from an ideation standpoint, from a consumer yeah. behavior standpoint, yeah, have those conversations. If someone is in your demographic for your yeah. target group, ask them about their behavior, yeah. ask them what they're using today. You know, it's such a great thing to be able to lean in on, on those things while people don't exactly know what fully you're doing. Right. Even if you don't even have an audience, because, you know, back in 2019, and I don't even have an audience, I have a small pocket of people who ride for me. Like, that's <laughs> So let me not act like I'm an influencer or anything. But, you know, even before I started talking about it widespread, I did a lot of Internet stalking. I was on Sephora and Ulta like every other day mm-hmm. reading free feedback. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for that. Reviews. Yeah. Really. And people were telling me what they wanted, you know, selfishly worthy, which is our first scent. I created it because this is what I want to smell like. This yeah. Is want, you know, mm-hmm. but in reading all of that feedback and, and, and actually we did a blind survey too, with over a hundred and it's like 120 or so participants gave me their feedback for free essentially. But in doing all of that, I realized like, Oh, Wait a minute. This is what a lot of people are looking for. You know, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, like mix our own little creativity, start, you know, whatever. And boom, we got worthy. And, you know, do that. Even if you don't have a network, where can you go for free to find this feedback? Because again, mm-hmm. you do not want to create something that no one wants. And I know fragrance is subjective. It is. But you can strike a few chords on resources like Sephora, Ulta, wherever you would like to be in one day, you can strike a chord there. And that's another bit of advice that I would offer to someone as well. Yeah. That one's a really good one. Do the research you can, right? Yeah. And find those lower barrier opportunities to, to be able to learn something and to have some type of empirical something Yeah, um, so that you're not just going off of instinct and not entirely what you like. I think that's a part of it. You should yeah. be passionate about what you're doing, but ultimately you want the world to buy what you're selling or you want a segment of the world to buy. So yeah. You need their feedback. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. So talk to us about next steps. We know Next Frontier, Worthy is out and available. Go (laughs) get it on the website, people. What should we expect from Mudo? What type of brand are you building? What portfolio is coming down the line? You don't have to tell us when, um, but talk to us a little bit about kind of the the vision for the brand. Bigger picture, you know, I really want Mado to become a destination where people go to gather all of their smell good needs. Mm-hmm. I really want it to be a place where people can feel seen and feel comfortable to flaunt how they feel. You know, that doesn't even have to have a product lens to it. Like that's, that's literally at our core. That's our lifestyle component, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, we hope to launch additional varieties this year at least one. Mm-hmm. We hope to expand into different categories. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of a 
global pandemic and there's so much that is out of my control. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to hit those milestones and those goals as far as like product expansion, line expansion goes. But yeah, like we want to be that premier destination for you to go, to feel seen and to flaunt how you feel, whatever that looks like and feels like and smells like for you. It smells like, yes. So we talked a lot about advice, but let me know if there's any additional ones you feel maybe we didn't cover or that you think about sometimes and you're like, hey, I would love to share this with somebody. Are there any, any other thoughts you have on lessons you've learned, advice that you might want to give? Um, this is the time to share that. Yeah. You know, on your journey, like I literally was just kind of journaling about this a little bit earlier today, actually. And it's, you know, my journey is my journey and no one else's. And it's something that I have to constantly repeat to myself. And I talk about it with other founder friends of mine who are jaded by social media or just jaded by the highlight reels that is Instagram or whatever on your journey. And, it, and whatever that looks like for you, that's that's something that I'm honestly always reminding myself about. And then two, I cannot stress the importance of getting the legal formation correct. Like I know we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like that would have saved me thousands and, and also would have saved me a lot of time. I would have been able to launch faster, leaner, cleaner if I would have had my legal foundation correct. And legal is not cheap. So you have to be real and honest with yourself about, is this something that you really want to do before you jump into that, in that Mm -hmm. arena? Right. Before getting design and all these things, please, a brand is like, the aesthetics of a brand are, yes, they're important, but like they're they're at the end of the day, I'm not going to just buy you or, okay, actually I might buy you for your aesthetics. I might buy you for the vibe that you're putting out, but if I'm going to come back to you for the product that works. So also focus more so on creating a product that works, creating Mm -hmm. a product that people want, and then focus on some of the other sexier elements. Is Mado's packaging the sexiest? No. Will it, could, will it, and could it be better? Yes. But it does what it says that we say it does. Yeah. And that is a bigger, that, that's a big, that's a big piece that I'd also like to remind people to remember um, as they, you know, venture out into entrepreneurship. Love your advice. Like you're, you're full of it. Basically like you're, you're our new favorite homegirl entrepreneur. And we just want to put <laughs> you in the pocket, get Brianna on the calm app, you know, new, new age, Yanla, even just love your whole vibe. You know, I think you really are that entrepreneur that's truly on the journey. We can tell, you know, your, your advice is so grounded. And to that end, like how on earth are you staying so grounded? Ooh, we, I have a great network. I have a great network. I am nothing without my mama. I am nothing without my grandma. God rest in peace to my grandfather. I am nothing around without the people around me who listen to my crazy ideas. One, because we have some <laughs> crazy ideas coming up that I'm really excited about. But also <laughs> remind me that I'm worthy. Like as much as I'm telling other people that they're worthy, like I, I surround myself with a network of people who tell me I'm worth it. I'm worth living out my dreams. I'm worth giving myself a shot. And so if you don't have a network of people around you, call me, hey. DM me, email yes. me. <laughs> I will be a cheerleader for you because I know how far that can take you. Just someone saying, yes, yeah, sis, I see you. Mm-hmm. And without that, you know, I don't know where, again, I don't know where I'd be. Probably mm-hmm. back in 2018, still sulking about losing my job. That's probably right. 
Yeah. You're so far from that right now. It's so, it's so great to be able to have the remnant of remnant of where you were, but be so far from that and really still appreciate that season yes. for what it was, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah. So we, this is a good time to sort of talk through, we know this business is so significant to you it, to the point that you've even spread it out to other women and given them well, other people, black people in general, and looking to give them opportunities and fragrance through your organization, black and fragrance. Like you, I care so much about the black community and their desire to be on shelf and them hearing stories like yours to keep it going. I get so excited when I'm able to see, here's this other story of someone that's doing something awesome. You could learn from this, right? That's exactly what I do as well. For you, three weeks in and three years as part of this process, what does it mean for you to be black on shelf? Mm. Oh, that's loaded. That's such a loaded question. That's such a loaded question. For me, it means strength, resilience. It means beauty. You know, I representation and, you know, black on shelf to me means representation and visibility. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the jaded quote, you cannot be what you cannot see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, opening black on shelf means opening up a world of opportunity to someone who could who didn't even think that this could be possible for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, three years ago, I didn't think this could be possible for me. But yeah. the perseverance and, you know, reliance on inner strength and just really grinding, you know, hopefully that will become a reality very soon. And so that's what it means to me. And I I am so honored again and blessed to be on this platform, be on your platform and to be expressing these notions of gratitude and, you know, the grit and whatever. And I appreciate you giving people like myself an opportunity to share because it also starts there. So I have to thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's so mutual. You're blessing us with your story and just so much of, of your, your vibe. You know, we, we love your heart. We can see your heart. We can hear your heart. You get, we get to experience that today. So thank you so much for that. Where can everybody follow you and Mudo? Yes. So if you are on social, you can follow us at Mudo Official. There isn't a Mudo account, but that's just my, that's my little brainstorming account. So don't follow that one, y'all. It's private. <laughs> Mudo Official. On Twitter, we are Mudo. And then on Facebook, we are Mudo Official as well. Awesome. And also, if you're on LinkedIn, you can follow their business page there as well. So give them that professional support for those who, like me, also love LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Thank mine is Brianna Arps. If you and Brianna Arps. She has great <laughs> content too. Yes. And for the, she just told you, hey, if you need a little bit of inspiration, yes. I'm sure you can find it on her page. So go and follow as well. Thank you so much for coming. You li- literally were a light for us and we definitely hope to stay in contact. We will. We will follow your journey. And as things drop and uh, as you need that support from the community, you can count on us to be a part of that group for you too. Thank you. I am so excited and honored. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Black on Shelf podcast. Visit our website, blackonshelf.com and subscribe to the show on platforms including Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media at Black on Shelf. If you are a founder or expert or want to recommend someone interested in being on the show, complete the Boss Podcast request form using the link in the show notes or on our website. If you love the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
so we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes. Finally, if you want more of all things Black on Shelf, join our Boss LinkedIn community to stay connected with other listeners, entrepreneurs, and experts. I want to grow the Boss Fam, and I'd love to stay connected with you. Thanks again for listening. All right, catch you next time. Thank you.